always forget what you call your thingy. Not your penis. <laughs> your, yeah. I have not told you what I call my thingy. <laughs>
at least us three can pick good things that happened in 2020. Yeah. And being able to focus on those good things is is a good thing. You yeah. know, Adam's house got completed. It's uh, not done I, yet. I, I what had are a you baby. talking about? <laughs> There's, it's never done. It's not done. So, I mean, it's, it's good to focus on things that were good in a yep. general negative year oh, oh yeah so sure. i got a really really quick story because this is not going to fit in anywhere else here <laughs> but so this is the only time to do it so it's cindy got her vaccine shot the second one nice um and she had like super huge side effects which is fine you know a lot of people are uh getting side effects with it she had like chills and all that stuff long story longer that night like when she went to bed she has a heating blanket because after we she had kids or we had kids. It was, you know, but I didn't have them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she lost her body. We heat know that, how childbirth yeah. works. <laughs> penis, 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 vagina, vagina, <laughs> vagina. Anyways, for some reason, after we had kids, she lost her body heat. Like she just huh. gets cold all the time. And so she has a heated blanket when she sleeps on top of another blanket, on top of another blanket. Well, that night, because she was having the chills, she like wrapped her feet in it. And uh, we just found out that we almost caught on fire because there are burn marks on our sheets all the way through to the mattress pad was black. Yeah. Whoa. And the blanket is all melted because what happened is she put it on high and she wrapped her feet so it coiled on top of each other. And then that just melted it all together and has a burn hole. (laughs) That's freaking crazy we didn't is there like a warning label with those blankets for it or and we looked we looked to see if we could contact them and they are out of business so that's a good (laughs) sign weird (laughs) weird that they're out of business (laughs) so that that was my only way to fit that in because i was like well we're talking about good things with 2020 i'm a good thing that we didn't burn up in our (laughs) own bed at that night in the house that you literally just finished right exactly insurance uh, scam so, like that's how you <laughs> yeah yeah oh boy uh, so one thing we did want to do before we get into things is combo we had a couple get to know you questions just oh. to kind of break the ice a little bit Larry, did you do you have the questions on you too so, or am i just going off the questions i you sent me the pictures so okay. i didn't read them yet do <laughs> I'll, we... I'll do the first one okay this is the, okay. the first yeah, one you got it. uh have you played uh the cliff game or fuck mary kill uh, I, I know of the game, yes. Okay, so I have a question for you. <laughs> okay, you have <laughs> you have three choices here: Liliana, Chandra, or Nissa. Fuck, Mary, kill. Ooh, oh, I probably would kill Chandra because she's the shittiest planeswalker out there next to Tibble. <laughs> uh, Good reasoning. I'd See, probably, and that's what I wanted to was reasoning. Hmm. I'd probably fuck Liliana. She seems like she'd yeah. be crazy in the sack. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she'd probably even like summon up a skeleton, like tickle my butthole in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, and then I have to marry Nissa. She, she yeah. seems like the down to earth, homey. Uh, I think that fits I, perfect. And I want to say, isn't Nissa bi or gay? I don't know. I think that's There's at a least couple a of them that are. The, no, what maybe is? Chandra that is. I'm not even sure. Yeah, Chandra, I think, was. Well, okay, so even tougher question. Uh, Laura, do you want to ask the second one? <laughs> All right. So I just got it away. Okay, so fuck, Mary, kill, Garuk, Ajani, <laughs> or Jace. Oh, my God. Uh, 
I'd probably have to... Uh, hmm. I think I'd have to kill a Johnny, because I hate cats. Uh, with an absolute passion. God, they're just evil. And I, okay. think, and I think Johnny would be one That's, that's another one of our questions. <laughs> that was another one of the questions. Cats, dogs, or, or both. Well, Dog, I, I wish you just avoid that question now. Yeah, that was no longer and, being and, asked. Yep. And I, oh man, this is, this is, I think I'm going to have to marry Garouk because I think if I fucked Ooh. Garouk, I would definitely be on bottom because that dude would just <laughs> fucking dominate me. And then, yeah, and then, definitely and then a I'd bear. fuck Jace. Jace looks like he'd be submissive. That'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like your reasonings. That was perfect. That is that is just awesome yeah, there. <laughs> definitely works. Definitely uh, works. Okay, just a couple. These are just fast ones. Favorite movie, favorite band. Oh, you know, man. Uh, favorite band. It's probably a tie between John Mayer and Mumford & Sons. Humongous Mumford & Sons fan, but um, yeah, dig John Mayer is actually awesome. an artist that I've seen live like eight times. Nice. Uh, I've seen him in Vegas. I've seen him at Red Rocks. Um, and his guitar solos are just out of this world, in my opinion. Um, Do you travel wise, to see him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you travel. You're like, Hell he's yeah, playing brother. here. I want to go there. That's what you do when you yeah, love I, the band. Yeah. yeah. So what I try to I do is it. whenever he goes on <laughs> tour, I try to see him in the home city that I'm living in. Yeah. Uh, and then I try to travel to at least one other. Because that also gets you kind of like a vacation and gives you a reason right. to go somewhere. So like I've seen him. I saw him in Vegas with Keith Urban. They did like one of those country crossover type concerts, okay. which was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, Red Rocks is probably my favorite venue in the world. So whenever I'm so jealous there, that you you were there, that's where I want to see Foo Fighters so bad. But they haven't played there for years, so it's a pretty sweet venue. Oh my god, it's so cool because just literally overlooking, like, because the way that the auditorium is set up is it kind of slants down. Yeah, and then it's just this clear horizon behind the stage, and a lot of times with the night concerts the moon will kind of like rise up from there just like oh. directly behind the band. It's so cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And actually it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, the last <laughs> time I saw John Mayer there, uh, he ended up taking like a bunch of painkillers. Cause I guess he hurt his back. And so he got high as balls when he was on stage <laughs> and he ended up playing uh, Jimi Hendrix voodoo child. And I think nice. he soloed for like 11 minutes or something like that. Jeez. And it, it was just the coolest experience Impressive. I've seen in my life. That's awesome. Impressive. Movie should, wise, though, we should that's get that guy hard. high more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was what's your favorite movie? Uh, movie. I, I actually I don't know if I could pick just a movie. I think I'm gonna have to pick a franchise. And okay. I bet uh, I know what you're gonna say. Star it's, Wars. It's honestly it's a tie between Star Wars and Marvel. Like oh. Star, Star Wars for me. Uh, there are certain moments within Star Wars that I'll remember for the rest of my life, but some right. of the movies are very like meh. Marvel, I feel like there's very few meh movies. Like I would say yeah. the second Thor movie was kind of blah. Um, yeah, Iron yep. Man Agreed. three was kind of blah. Oh no, Iron Man two was kind of blah. Iron Man three was decent. Um, and then I'd say the not a big fan of Captain Marvel. It seemed a little one-dimensional movie-wise. Uh, Danvers didn't really have much, I don't know, personality in the movie, in my opinion. But outside of just those three movies, every other movie is an absolute banger, and I'll yeah. watch them <laughs> repeatedly. So it's really hard to pick between those two, because I would say I probably have more Star Wars moments as uh, favorites <laughs> that I remember over Marvel. But just, I think, as a collective thing, Marvel just wins hands down. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm right there with you fully. I mean, like, 
I don't even like rewatching movies very often, but mm-hmm. for some reason, like Thor Ragnarok just yep. gets me. I love that. Yeah, you're movie the one that so got much. me into Thor Ragnarok. I haven't kept up with. I watched a lot of the Marvel, but I was more of an X Men guy. Oh, okay. So I, so I was on that franchise, and then I've watched. I, I think I've probably watched sixty percent of the the whole lineup of the Marvel movies. I'm probably missing a few in there. Love Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. uh, that was amazing. Honestly, My wife I'm loves, a big and Ant-Man she doesn't even fan. like Ant Man's. Like, See, I and I haven't watched that. Underrated, super fun. I haven't super watched fun. that at all, and that's uh, we just started literally this weekend with my boys. Uh, we started Iron Man. Mm. I know there's. I was going with the order, and that's actually the third movie in the lineup or whatever. But yeah. I was like, they he knows Iron Man. Sure, let's watch that. Let's start with what you know. Yeah. So yeah. loved that he loved that movie. We showed him X Men too. They loved that as well. Not X Men two, X Men as well. That'd yep. have been weird to just start with X Men two. But <laughs> they, yeah, I, I, I'm excited because I want to go through the order of the third. Is it 35, 33 it's movies? Something ridiculous. Something, it's in the 30s. But yeah, I, I totally. That's a that's a good answer. I'll, I'll give you that because I would say Lord of the Rings for the the. The sure. series, not The Hobbit, but that would be my... Yeah. No, The Hobbit, you made me waste time, <laughs> money. We pre-ordered tickets, and we went in. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was so damn cheesy. It was... How did they take a step back, so far back with that? So I'm far back. Disappointed. Uh, uh, it was impressive. Yeah. The the one thing I'll say about the Marvel thing, uh, and then... Because I could talk about this for hours. Um, I still remember... <laughs> We're not even doing magic anymore. We're just doing a Marvel <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> I, I remember the exact moment when I watched Infinity War, and Thanos did his snap, and the movie ended, and I was literally in such shock that I didn't move out of my seat for like 20 minutes. Like, that's, <laughs> that was how impactful it was. Because, like, yeah. like you said, Adam, there's, like, 30-something movies. So you kind of get invested when you've watched right. them all and you've watched them over and over. And it's like, <clears> yeah, <throat> I knew Thanos was going to do something bad. I didn't know he was just going to murder everyone. And then, like, with right. Spider-Man, like, telling uh, oh, you know, Tony man. Stark, I don't feel good, Mr. Stark. And then he disintegrated. Oh, my God. You that just, scene was crazy. Yep. Just absolutely bananas. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be weird. We should do an after show on the Marvel <laughs> just Marvel. after this, and then we can. I, I'm not kidding, guys. I think in 50 years, this. it's just gonna be Marvel movies. That's all that's gonna come out. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> news, Marvel TV, Marvel movies. Some uh, people don't like that idea, but I'm there for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you have any other questions, Larry? Do we want to throw a magic one in there? Do you want to? Any more, my, we know about his cats and away. dogs answer. Yeah. I guess my, my only magic thing is uh, when did you kind of get into magic, commander, uh, magic, and then specifically commander? What kind of got you into it? Yeah, what, I think those what are good started you down on. the path of the dark side and buying paper? <laughs> oh, my God. Cracked, yeah. Uh, cracked, uh, buying cardboard. paper like it's drugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I first got introduced to magic probably back in 2003 to 2004. So it was around freshman, sophomore year of high school. Um, and, uh, Squee McGee actually, uh, was a friend back then. And then we had a couple other people and they used to play magic in the nineties in elementary school instead of Pokemon. And, uh, you know, we 
just became friends and they're like, hey, here's this cool card game. And I was like, sweet. I have no idea what the format was. I think it was like called like type two or something like that. We pretty much just okay. built whatever deck we wanted to build <clears throat> in a 60 card format. Uh, and I remember specifically, I was hell bent on doing some elf angel 60 card deck. Cause in my mind, it's like, oh, <laughs> elves ramp. And then there's elvish piper. Angels are expensive. I should be able to smack people around, you know, turn four or five. Well, everyone else was playing, like, mono-red burn decks or I think mono-blue, like, morphling <laughs> decks was, like, a thing. And so, yeah, I was just getting spanked left and right. Uh, we only played Lovely. for, like, a couple years. And then, of course, you know, girls got boobies, and so we got distracted. Uh, quit, play, quit playing Magic. Um, that does happen. It just it, appeared. It oh, I have boobies. <laughs> yeah, boobies. And so uh, I quit playing, and then I got reintroduced probably in 2013, I would say. Um, and it was actually Big Tuck, one of my co-hosts um, on CMB mm -hmm. Tower. He had just gotten back from China. He, he went over there and did like one of those like teach English programs for a semester or a year or something like that. <clears throat> and he got introduced to, you know, got reintroduced to magic because he was looking for a hobby. And then someone had told him about Commander. And so he came back. And I remember I'd went up to Chicago to visit him. Um, and he's like, hey, I know we haven't played Magic in forever, but there's this cool format. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's called uh, EDH. And, it, you know, it's all kind of focused around. And at the time, it was more Battlecruiser types. So it was like, hey, you have mm -hmm. this guy in the zone that you kind of build your strategy around. And then you kind of go from there. And it's 100 cards. It's Singleton. Uh, I remember, you know, playing with one of his decks. It might have been Prosh um, out of the box. And uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um and because I was so hellbent on Angels and Elves back when I used to play, that's actually how I built my very first commander deck, which we uh, did on Bruising Builds Episode 2, uh, my Karametra deck with Angel mm -hmm. Elf uh, Subtribe. So, uh, nice. yeah, I've been playing ever since. And honestly, we only got into content creation because, uh, you know, I'd listen to a bunch of, of our peers, uh, watch videos. And the one thing that I had noticed is that me and Tuck approach deck building a little bit different than everyone else like you hear a lot of times you know josh lee choir jimmy will be oh uh hashtag second jimmy um <laughs> I, I have to say it or big touch would kill me yeah <laughs> coming after you <laughs> uh and uh, a lot of people are like oh you have to have 15 pieces of ramp you have to have 10 card draw spells you have to have this much interaction this much removal this much board wipe and i just don't like that i think you should be mm -hmm. be fluid enough to build a deck however you want and you can make it work if you put the thought into it. And so that's actually how we kind of mm -hmm. started Brews and Builds and kind of categorizing the way we do stuff because some decks want to be hyper-interactive, some decks want to play solitaire, some decks just want to bring chaos, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just how you kind of approach it. Fully agree. Sweet. Fully agree. Well, that was, I feel like we got to know Combo there. You got to know me better than my own cast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's get our tags out of the way. Because now, hey, Larry, we're at that magic 15 to 20 minutes of bullshit wow, part. did we now hit we that? Can, yeah, are we're we... at 18 right now. Coming up on 19 here. All right, pretty let's good, get those good. tags out of the way then. All, all right, right. <laughs> so let's do the tags quick. So, all right, you guys can become a patron. A uh, dollar or more gets you into the Discord. It uh, allows you to join the BattleBox League. Five dollars or more gets you Proxy of the Week. Uh, you can also... Support the show by going to YouTube and subscribe there. Check out the videos that we do have. I've been trying to consistently stay up with the damn proxies of the week. But yeah, YouTube editing is a 
pain it's a in pain. the ass. Thank you, Tico. So Couldn't do it without you. <laughs> Dude, that, my last video was 17 minutes, and it took me three hours of editing. I was like, God damn it. This sucks. All right. So, anyways. He's putting uh, in the sweat and tears. You guys need to go and watch his videos. Yeah, exactly. And then tell me what happens so that when he asks me what if I liked it or not. Hey, Larry, did you like that video? Oh, I loved I'm, it. I'm backlogged. I, I totally have not watched him yet. I'm, I'm like two months behind on our podcast. The last <laughs> podcast I listened to was it's when I was on you... CMD Tower three months ago. So. <laughs> it's funny when you text me and you're like, that was funny when we did this and that. And I'm like, dude, that was like two months ago. I don't even remember what we did there. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, all right. So YouTube, uh, check out Twitter. Uh, that's where you can see proxy of the week and also see not sharing with adam but then also what is your i always forget what you call your thingy not your penis (laughs) i have not told you what i call my thingy (laughs) that is a secret to me and me and Um, you (laughs) so uh what are we talking about what you say to it before you get busy you just uh, never mind i'm talking about your curated cards right uh yeah just and uh curated mtg it's just find a random card throw it out there and uh People tell me that it's a bad card. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> you're trying to get you're trying to get people to interact, and it's just Larry. That's terrible. Why would you play with that when you can play with this? And you're like, all right, well, I guess it works. I guess I guess I'll just. I told pick you guys, I'm not playing with this card. I'm just yeah. trying to get you guys to discuss something. All yeah. right. Well, uh, you can also de- uh, direct message us there, or you can shoot us an email at Gmail. All right, let's get to the actual episode. So, we are going to start our normal way. Should uh, we plug our beers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. I'm I'm doing uh, sipping pretty again from Odell's, which is always solid. What do you got going on, Combo? Oh, I'm actually participating in a beer. Uh, which anyone that anyone that listens to our channel knows that I never do that. So uh, <laughs> feel grateful. We yeah. we feel special <laughs> as yeah, well. We <laughs> uh, so I'm drinking a cranberry turbo shandy citrus ale from Hop and Frog in Akron, Ohio. How is it? Uh, nice. How's it taste? It's actually delicious, and it's seven percent. Which is oh yeah a little surprising combo. <laughs> did you did you buy at least two? Uh, no, but I do have a bottle of mead sitting in my wine fridge that I might end up cracking. Oh, mead, mead, I mead just is found coming out into that, that was a real thing. I really yeah. didn't think it's it was honey real. wine. We discussed that, didn't we? Yes, it's hun- honey. Oh, wine maybe it was is... just with number two. Yeah. Dude, oh man, uh, Renfest. Whenever we have Renaissance Fest again, uh, that's I turkey drumstick, and I have as many meads as I could possibly drink, and still be able to drive home. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and I'm drinking my good old Northeast. Um, I have, I bought a big, big pack of it. So I'm still trying to cash that yeah. down. All right. So let's jump into, it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Stump the Smith Savant. Such a good opener. It is. I Thanks hope we get syndication dance. with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Everybody, you know, Stump the Smith Savant. It's going to be a little different this week. Did, hold uh, on. Did we say us. that this is episode 152 this time? Or was yeah, that just no, on the no. first time? Yeah, did we not we say totally 152? See, <laughs> episode 152. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. Maybe I'll take your... No, I, we all deleted no, our stuff, so I can't even edit that yep. again. All right. So uh, <laughs> back to this. <laughs> <laughs> this segment. So uh, what we're going to be doing, each of us is actually going to be doing this this time, but we're going to read the flavor text of a card and then give clues uh, when asked for clues 
Uh, every clue that is given is minus five points. You start out with 100. And any wrong guess, it's a yes or no questions. Uh, every wrong guess is minus 10 points. Uh, tonight is a special episode, so each one of us has our own that we're going to do. And, you know, it's we'll, we'll, we'll see, see how that goes. Some, see who gets the most points, I guess. And we're going to suck <laughs> combo. I'm prizes? sorry. This is going to be. Do I, do I be need really, to go no, spin no the pride. wheel? It's, it's just pride. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we could do that. That would be wonderful. Shots, dirty shots. Oh, oh, have it ready. Well, the problem is we're not in person, so you'd yeah, have to have it like that's a ready problem. to do that. All right, so I'll, I'll get us started, and then we will make our way down the list here. So, all right, you guys ready? Yep. Yes. Unlike previous conflicts, the war between Urza and Mishra made Dominia itself a casualty of war. Did you mean Dominaria? Nope. Dominia. I thought that's what it was, too. And I was like, is my <laughs> dyslexia kicking in? I was like, nope, that's not. That's what it says. It's D-O-M-I-N-I-A. Okay. Dominia. Um... Unlike Can previous conflicts, yeah. the war between Urza and Mishra made Dominia itself a casualty of war. Is this a white card? No. So I guess I have a question. Are we, do me and Lowry in this instance each have our own point total or are we doing it as a collective team? So you my, guys are uh, together. Collective. Okay. Yeah, yeah you guys are collective. together, working together. And you guys can even talk amongst yourselves, discuss amongst yourselves mm. to give an answer if you want to be like, ah, whatever. Do you do you just... have like an inkling towards something? Well, no, I just think it would be it'd be funny and kind of cute if Adam actually did Casualty of War as the casualty card. Of war. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking it's probably a blue card with Mishra and Urza talked about in the flavor text. It's either blue or colorless. What's your guess? <laughs> well, no, I was, I, was, I was conversing with Larry. Are, are you talking it through? You're talking okay. it through with Larry. So Larry. this you gotta, is you gotta this is definitely something about like Dominaria. So it's either from Dominaria, recent set, or yeah. like Time Spiral, or the story back. So, <laughs> so, um, so you basically just named like everything in Magic. It's either it's right the first now 15 years or it's here or, or one. It's... So the question would be: Is this? Um, from a set after Time Spiral or before Time Spiral block? That's not a yes or no question. I can't help you there. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. Okay. Um, form of a question. Well, well, well what about is this? this is, was this card printed before 2000? Yes. Okay. So it's an older card. Um, is this card colorless? Yes. You're right about that. Okay. Um, so it's not going to be an instant or sorcery. Nope. Um, so that helps. What if it's an Eldrazi? No, I'm just kidding. That's after <laughs> Eldrazi spells. No. They're colorless. <clears throat> I'll read it while you guys are thinking. Unlike previous conflicts, the war between Urza and Mishra made Dominia itself a casualty of war. Is this an artifact? You haven't even gotten a clue yet. Are you asking an artifact? Yep. Nope. So it's a land? Yes. Oh, there we go. Guy's Cradle. You saw no. I'm just kidding. You know what's funny is I almost did that card. <laughs> I almost did that card, and I was like, no, he's going to get it. The text on that is pretty. Okay. Uh, so it's a land from pre-2000 
Um, would like it's n- not Maze of Ith. I'm trying um, to think. Is Mishra's workshop a land? It is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that'd be it. Is it from um, that set? What's that set? Um, no, I don't is it know, a, is I'm it scared, from antiquities? I'm scared to Google it because I don't want to like cheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It, it it's is from antiquities. It is in in antiquities. Yes. Misha's workshop. Nope. Okay. Ah. Can I give you a hint? Because this might give it away for you guys. Sure. Just the first hint, and it's only five points. All these wrong guesses is ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You get you get hints, and it's only we're minus not doing five. well. We're not. <laughs> okay, uh, give us a hint. Card features destruction. Pre two thousand. It's a land. It's a land that features well, it's, destruction. It's antiquities. It's a land. Oh, that is features it, uh, destruction. Strip mine. There, there you, go. you go. Nice. nice. <laughs> Copy. All right. Yeah, that was that's good. That's really good. God damn it! I have six, five other clues, and none of those. I got to stop. That's writing. fine. We worked our way through there. <laughs> Combo, you got it. See, yeah, it's go. not as hard as. I make it sound. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I would have been able to guess the antiquities and the... I, I guess I would have got to the land piece, but the antiquities thing would have thrown me for a loop. Hmm. All right, Combo, you are on deck. Ooh. You're not on deck. You're up. Up to bat. Sorry. Right. You're up to bat. Why don't you uh, give us your... So here is the flavor text. All the coins in Ravnica can't save his soul now. Narbolg Nine Fingers. All the coins in Ravnica? What'd you say, Larry? It's not Smothering Tithe, right? Is that a guess? Yeah, that's a guess. No. (laughs) Yeah, that's immediately what I was thinking was Smothering, (laughs) but I was like... You gotta get the obvious out Mm. of the way. So I'll I'll, I'll repeat it again. All the coins in Ravnica can't save his soul now. Narbolg Nine Fingers. Um, Is this a... Orzov card? No. Shit. Um. So it might be. Wh- who's the character that said this? Narbolg Nine Fingers. That sounds I've never like even a heard of. Gruel. No, I haven't either. But it's a Gruel-ish name. So is it a red green card? It is. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, good job, Lowry. <sighs> I'm just going to sit back and watch because I'm not going to be able to guess anything. (laughs) All the coins in Ravnica won't be able to save his soul now. His soul now. So, male, they're talking about, is this card... Got to narrow it down. So we have three Ravnicas. Is this in... One, the first or second or third block? Nope, that's not how we this works. Um, <laughs> which one do you have a feel for more, Lowry? And I can give you. I'm another sorry, clue I'm not. I'm not a help here. If you would like it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, get, let's get a clue. Yeah. All right, the card features. It's since you guessed red green. It features a gruel watermark under the text. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> That should help you narrow down to the set, though. They don't always do that. The watermark. Um, Wouldn't that be a one of the newer ones, then, Larry? 
Uh, this is the mm. mine is never going to be the question. Mine's going to go through you, Lowry, <laughs> and then you are going to approve if that's what we're, we're asking. Have to filter it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do they have? Does original Ravnica block have the watermarks? I think they were the first one that had it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think all three of them have it, but they definitely had it in Return to Ravnica. Um. Oh, so here's 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 my guess from the flavor text is somebody's in dire trouble, so they're about to just get squashed. So I want to say like Paborgamos enraged. Nope. Okay. Um, is it a creature? It is not. It is not a creature. All the like clan defiance. Like we're getting one, a lot of minus points here, Lowry. I think we're going to go negative here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, Let let's get another another hint. Okay. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the artwork features two characters. One of them looks like a Orzov wizard. The other one is a brute holding a club. Hmm. Shoot. Oh, we could spend probably the next ten minutes with me thinking like this. <laughs> I, I totally like know. To um, or if you'd like another clue, I have one more clue I, I can give that would actually be helpful. The, uh, so, did we establish it's a creature, Larry? No. no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's a not creature. a creature. No, this is a instant or a sorcery. Um, it's red you could green. Ask that question because if it's right, you don't lose any points. Is it? Gruel is probably more sorcery based. So, is it a sorcery? Nope. Right. Is it an instant? Yep. Okay. Um. Golly. It's the only time I ever use the word golly is during this segment. <laughs> all week. Uh, I don't even like that I'm involved in this because I can't help at all. <laughs> just, I'm just sitting here looking at my strip mine that I, I just uh, talked about, and I have no idea. Instant. Okay. I, I want to do what you were saying, Combo, and go, all right, what am I going to look here? All right, type it all in. <laughs> there. Let's Let's get that last hint. All right. It's CMC is two total converted mana cost, yeah, and its color is a hybrid gruel. Hybrid gruel, two CMC total. Instant. What? It's not a guild is... mage. I mean, because it's clearly an instant. What uh... is the uh, Larry? What's the card? Um... It's used in. It's to give you more mana. Oh, That's from Shadowmore. Oh, it is Shadowmore, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Manamorphos or Manamorphos. Yeah, Manamorphos. Like there we go. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. The thing that people with lisps can't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, read the flavor again. All right. All the coins in Ravnica can't save his soul now. Narbolg Nine Fingers. And it's going to be funny, because once yeah. I tell you what the card is, you're going to feel real dumb. 
Oh, that all the time feels all the time. <laughs> can I can I give a hint really quick combo because I could maybe help with what uh, you're talking about what you gave mentioned to me oh, before. Oh, sure. It's from something that you did on the cast. I didn't go back and listen to any of the cast. It's something you guys talked about on the cast when you were on CMD Tower. Does that help at all? Because I wasn't going to go back. I was like, I could go back and start listening to yours to see if I can get a hint. But that's the only thing that uh, Combo mentioned to me. Uh, okay, well. It's probably a card that you've talked about. Yeah, I mean, both decks that I've talked about on your show <laughs> involved red-green. Um, but I Did would assume to- that it's a fight. So I went with Rianne, the first one last year, last December. And yep. then uh, this last week was Nayeth. I don't. I was very sorcery speed-like in Rianne. So I want to say that it's a fight card from Nayeth. More than likely. (laughs) Well, once you gave me the art, I was like, I should know this. It's totally in my head. Um, What if he gave the... uh, The card name. Initials. Shit. (laughs) Give me the the set. All right. Gate crash. It is gate crash. That's stupid. I hate that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, pit fight. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. I How negative did we go there? That oh. had to be way negative. There. That was a lot of. Uh, I shouldn't say we. That was Brutal. all Robbie. I'm not a part of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be cute to All pick right. a card that uh, you had talked to, or we at least talked about with a deck that had been on Bruise and Builds. Definitely cute. <laughs> Definitely cute. All right, Larry, get to yours because uh, we're taking a long time with ours. That's all right. <laughs> we suck at guessing. <laughs> we suck again. Okay. <clears throat> so it is, quote, to fill your mind with knowledge, we must start by emptying it. Baron, Master Wizard. To fill your like mind with this, knowledge, actually. we must start by emptying it. Baron, Master, Wizard. Is this a this feels... blue card? It is a blue card. Okay. Should we ask if it's a creature? Hmm. Well, it being in blue, and it talks about you have to empty it, it makes me feel like it's some sort of draw discard effect. <laughs> Or it's not windfall, so I know it's not that. I don't think. Um, so it's the sad part is, I feel like I've read this while I've been trying to decide to do uh, this <laughs> exact thing. I swear I've read this card, <clears throat> and I didn't pick it. Oh man, it's even worse. Um, it is blue. All it right, blue. so. To fill your mind (laughs) with knowledge, we must start by emptying it. Uh, Baron, Master Wizard. Is this a sorcery? It is a sorcery. All right. Blue sorcery. Well, that just narrowed it down to about 100,000 cards. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to say things, but I feel like it's just going to put us in the wrong spot. So I don't, um, 
Blue sorcery. Do we want to say that like, if it's been printed in the last couple years or two years? Because then you can kind of narrow it down to if it caught a reprint. Yeah. Um, has it been printed or reprinted since 2015? Yes. Has it been printed this or 2020? Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, is it the one where you? Uh, what, why am I? I can't. That's why I'm not good at this game because I can't think of the card names. I can just think of what they do. What is the one that is used in modern that draws cards? Thought something. Uh, was it printed it in the- uh, Double Masters? No. Okay. I think it's <clears throat> Commander Legends is what I'm getting. Was it printed in Commander Legends? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, so Never that mind. takes out two of those sets. So it's yeah. either Lowry's being real tricksy, and it's actually Mystery Boosters. Um, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no. I, oh. I can give you that one. Mystery oh, okay. Boosters suck. Oh, okay. It's hard to track on that one. All right. Well, let's get let's get at least a clue just to see where you, where you go with the clues. All right. This one, oh, oh, you guys are actually quite close, and so I feel like I'll, I'll give you the hardest one probably. Um, it has eight total printings. Eight total printings. Does, does that 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 doesn't include like foil? You're talking about like eight sets, correct? Right? Eight di- eight different sets. Eight different sets. It wasn't in Double Masters or Commander Legends or Mystery Boosters. But it was printed this year. So, so that what do we got like this standard year? sets or jumpstart. Right. But that's pretty much a standard well, set. <clears throat> oh, was... Um, and what did we just... It's a sorcery figured Blue out, sorcery. right? Wasn't Blue it? sorcery. Blue sorcery. Um, trying to think what was in the core set. Was Ponder in that? Ponder is a instant, though, isn't it? To fill your mind with no knowledge, ponder, I think is a sorcery. We must start by emptying it, Baron Master Wizard. Yeah, and it wouldn't be brainstorm because that was in double, double masters. Yeah, masters. I know ponder keeps getting its reprint. Is it ponder that I'm thinking of? What's the? It's you're thinking preordain, probably. That's what it is. But is that, that was in Commander Legends. Um. Eight printing, so you're probably looking at that core set. Maybe. What do we have for our stuff? We have it was printed in 2020, so you have Zendikar Rising. Icoria. You have the core set, and Icoria. I always forget about that. Those are spring. Or, yeah, there we go. And it's been an eight. Oh, okay. Hold on. Lowry, was this printed in Commander Collection Green? No, no this is a blue card, man. Oh, that's right. Duh. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? are was you like, trying to get it like... Getting real tricky? Yeah. Second level, you guys. Just <laughs> yeah, because they was... printed Soul Ring and Commander to Command yeah. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly drawn to because oh, I didn't play a lot of the... Or buy a lot of the standard sets this year. <clears throat> I'll I'll give Is, you the free hint here, Commander Twenty Twenty. Oh. 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 Okay. Damn, I was just even because you're dancing around it, and it was uh, that was when all the chaos happened. So. Shit. Eight printings in Commander Twenty Twenty. I'm gonna feel real uh, dumb. Is it Windfall? 
It is windfall. Oh my yeah, you God. said it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you said it so <laughs> I, I had to, like, I was trying not to smile so hard when you said it. I was like, <laughs> straight. I can't believe you said that so. You're like, ah, this could be windfall. Ah, it's not windfall. Man, you had it off of, uh, that would have been 100% right there. Oh, yeah, I would have. See, you're definitely good at this. You could do this. Anybody? Uh, all good right. Job, though. So good job. that was pretty good. That was. Uh, I like that. I don't like being on the other end of it. I'll tell you that because I can't. <laughs> Although breaking it down there, once we started kind of figuring out, that was a little more fun. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So let's get into the actual episode. I played that really low. All right. So what we wanted to talk about is basically combos. Uh, I guess more specifically, how I was thinking about it was more about infinite combos. You can have combos, sure. but the the infinite part is the part that uh, gets me a little bit sometimes. And I guess, what is your guys' take on combos? How do, Well, Larry, I know how our playgroup does it, but I, it's kind of interesting. I want to hear combo, how your play group tends to deal with combos or how you guys typically run with that. So, you know, the play group that I, I traditionally play with, it's it's a little split on the combo uh, infinite piece. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. some in the camp like Big Tuck that absolutely despise easy infinite combos, but he likes rude mm-hmm. Goldberg machines, you know, five, six, seven, right. eight cards to kind of get there. Um, you know, he finds those more interesting. Uh, and then there's other sides like me to where I don't care. You can run infinite combos all day long. You just need to actually have something to do with it. And and that's really kind of where I sit that someone, sometimes people will go infinite at a table and it's like, okay, well, do you win? And they're like, well, I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just kind of doing the thing and I'll figure it out. And it's, that's where cards. I have the issue with infinite combos, because if you don't actually have a way to win, then you need to not play an infinite combo or some, uh, you know, very oppressive combo like a mycosynth lattice Nev's disc just to blow everything up just for the, the hell of it. Um, for the shits mm-hmm. and giggles of it. Yeah, that, that's what gets me kind of rubbed the wrong way. Like, I don't mind, you know, people can land destruction all day long. Just actually have something that you're going to do. Like, I do that in my Kalia deck because I don't need lands. I do this. Mm-hmm. I do uh, land destruction in Neheb because uh, he generates mana for free for me. So, Yes. I actually, I won't do it until there's an actual way to win, but it's the people that just kind of go in like the the Unabomber, like just crazy, and they don't know. It's kind of like the Chaos players, and you just gave them a nuclear missile that they don't know what to <laughs> right. do with it. Yeah, so I yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I guess my hardest thing with combos is the work that a game goes like uh, more of the infinite combos I, is, I guess is where my direction goes with it is you have everybody working this, you know, hour two hour. And I know your kind of opinion is when those longer games, you hate those really long games oh, where, and me. that's the thing is <laughs> yeah, I love those. As what, long as somebody's not knocked out, I hate the what's ones the length where the game that you guys like for me, the shortest that, I'm okay with is probably 45 minutes to an hour. The longest I'm okay with is about that hour 30, hour 45. Honestly, when it gets past oh, that, I'm just like, someone, playing with us. someone effing kills someone. <laughs> um, because in <laughs> yeah. my opinion, when games go that long, it's just because people are dilly-daddling and they're not swinging in <laughs> when they could swing in. It's like, well, I'll sit tight. Mm. Well, I'll just hang back a little bit. And 
progress the game because I have 39 EDH decks. I would like to play more than one today. <laughs> yes. Right. Gotcha. I agree. So, and that's another thing that I kind of had in, in this as well is I think tutors have a thing to deal with it too, is that it, being able to tutor your combos up easier sure. and all that. It, it sucks when you have that two hour. See, and that's the thing is we go <laughs> two hours is an average game. I'm, three hours when it starts getting beyond three. That's three when it's like, hours. Right, this is, yeah, three <laughs> three is too long for me. So like for me, well, my sweet spot's two two hours. Yeah, normally, anything longer than that, I'm two. like, okay, let's let's people aren't paying attention. Yeah. But the hard part is when you have that happen early, where people are building, starting to get their stuff, and then all someone's like, "Well, I just won," and you're like what the fuck? I was just working all this way and I have this plan and then it's just gone. But I think that's also a positive is kind of what you said combo is that it can end a game and mm. it kills. If you do it right and it's an infinite combo, it kills everybody all at once. Yep. It just, it, it kind of gets anticlimactic is my feeling of it. Cause then it's just all of a sudden it's over. Whereas other, like you were talking about with multiple pieces, it's like an engine where you're trying to get this thing to fit together and then all of a sudden it explodes. That's different too. That's that's more it's, your play style, Adam, though, is the pieces, the engine going yeah. together and then all of a sudden it's just not, you can't, the other people can't overcome it essentially. Like it's just going Normally to when I win, Lowry, is when I'm about to lose and <laughs> yes. I have to try to figure out a way to not yeah. die. And, like I know the player's about to kill me because that's what Trombley always yeah. is like. You're about to die, and somehow you pull off the win because it's forcing me to figure out I have to try to kill and it, everybody. And it just right tells now. me at that three-hour game, you could have ended it at two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I don't know what you're talking about. And I and I agree with you on a, a lot of the points that everybody's saying here. Totally agree. Like, ends the games. It that that is back and forth. Like. It's there are ebbs and flows within a game that really have those moments that are really fun mm-hmm. for a game, and that's that's really what I strive for is to to create situations. I'm I'm more of that chaos player that you guys are kind of talking about, but I'm not going in <laughs> trying to create chaos. I'm I try and put people in situations where I enjoy to see them squirm. Yeah, your deck typically has a. Th- thing that you're trying to do yeah and if your win and both of us kind of doing that lately is to have your thing happen you don't have to win the game it's more of for your chaos to actually take place so that's that's a win in your book that as long as that happens yeah there's that too yeah i guess what it comes down to is it really is your play groups you know with our play group we've gotten to the point because we don't play tutors to make the game more you know, random and not consistent. You know, it's more of building the deck so that each card is just that important. You're not having to search for that one thing to make you go off. But if your play group doesn't play with it and then you have somebody that does, I can give that as an example because playing when people like Trombley has played with us on, on Cockatrice with people from the Discord who play with uh, infinite combos and stuff, he had it happen or we had it happen to us and he texted me, he's like, well, that sucked. I hate fucking infinite combos. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's what happens. You have different groups. And that's, yeah. I think that's kind of the thing is really starting off from the top is it doesn't matter if it's bad or good. Like it's just who, what your group agrees on. Cause if everybody is on the same page, then it's fine. If everybody's playing combos, 
playing sure and i guess what's a uh how many combos do you typically play in a deck so that's the thing i actually don't run infinite combos in every deck um because i don't try when i deck build i, I definitely deck build uh, as we kind of talk about very top down i look at the commander mm -hmm. what is he trying to do or they trying to do and then i build all around that um, I know some mm -hmm. people are like, oh, I'm going to build a Gruul deck. It doesn't even matter who the commander is. I'm just going to, here's the engine that I'm trying to do. You know, Kiki Jiki Zealous Conscripts, that's in there, and I'm just trying to get to it as quick as possible. Um, I don't do that. So, you know, I would say out of my 39-ish, 40 decks, I probably have uh, six infinite combos in decks. Uh, among all okay. of them six total yeah. out of all those yeah, decks six total um and you know and a lot of times like i think for the decks the numbers up because i run grim monolith power artifact that's just like my baby uh i love yeah. generating <laughs> the infinite color list and then you know headshotting people torment a hellfire stuff like that <laughs> yeah um and then uh, obviously my uh, cedh deck uh, i do run a nexus of fate loop in there which isn't which is funny because nexus of fate actually it you could consider it an infinite combo because you have no cards in your library you just take infinite turns but it's not it's like a weird but it's not really an infinite combo um right but yeah if if there's one that kind of happens or fits the theme then i'm all about it but i mean i've even cut infinite combos i used to have the uh uh, Kiki Jiki Zealous Conscripts in my Ruik Thar deck just to have mm -hmm. something to do. Uh, when we did the deck tech on it on Bruiser Builds, I was like, you know what? I actually don't need that. I could probably put the Kiki Jiki in my Brutoclad Seven Dwarf all permanent deck because that A is more hilarious and uh, it can actually do something there. And the Zealous Conscripts, I don't even need it in the deck. Let me just take it out and find a couple cards to put in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a really good point that you're making there, too, is, like, <clears throat> infinite combos, they are finishers. They're, yes. How different are they from Crater Hoof Behemoth coming down, ending the game, or Triumph of the Hordes? Mm, sure. Or that, like, they are very similar, but at the same time, like, um, as I have kind of preached here, is just, like, don't put... Crater Hoof in all of your green decks, even though we're like, hey, this is a good what? card, should go You're in an everyone. Asshole. That's <laughs> blasphemy, Larry. It's seriously. Stop it. It's, Stop it's, talking. <laughs> no. It's, it's <laughs> fun to have different interactions within different decks. And that's yeah. and that's how more of what I do, even though it's really good in a deck, whatever finisher you so choose, infinite combo, if you are looking for different experiences and you're building different decks, that's what you should be doing is having different finishers. I think that's what right. gives the decks different feels when you're building them. And so if you're doing the infinite combo of power artifact, grim monolith, and I, I would consider that with a, a finisher of, you know, hailfire. Yeah. If you did that every game, just different decks, like, you're not playing different decks. Why not yep. just, yeah, you're just play the yeah, one? Yep. Yeah. And so having different finishers is really important, be it combo or not. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big part of realizing combos because a lot of CEDH decks that I have kind of looked at lists of have, like, every one of them has very similar combos going on. And... They're playing for different reasons, which is more than fine, too. Um, but that's, to me, you know, there there is that difference between if you are just trying to win 
and are you just trying to have a different gameplay? And I mm-hmm. think those two things are important to understand what you want in your games. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, so two quick, one quick thing, you know, the, it, we just got done actually doing our CEDH month recordings for January for Bruise and Builds. And the thing you, that you'll actually see in CEDH is they run a single infinite combo. And basically the deck's only goal is to get and do that one thing. Now, there may be, right. like, uh, we had uh, the CEDH cast on, uh, so that episode will be coming out in the time continuum. I think it's last Friday of January. And his whole goal is to get Dockside Extortionist on the battlefield and then find different ways to loop him out of the graveyard to generate tons of mana and get treasures. And so he has mm-hmm. the one Dockside, but then he needs, but then he has, like, eight or nine different redundant ways to do that one thing. And so that's kind of where CEDH is a little bit different to where it is geared towards that one path to victory. And kind of if that path right. gets disrupted, you're uh, maybe you can win off the of combat over. damage. Yeah, maybe. Much. And you yeah. need that <laughs> resiliency and yeah. the way to protect it. And, but, and, and so that's, what are you trying to do? Which is, and I know for me and Adam, we do a little bit more broad spectrum. Like mm-hmm. this is what we want the deck to be able to do. And it has to be a fuller deck. So technically, for me now, how I've changed my deck building from say six years ago, I run a, I do run a lot less removal than I used to. Oh, okay. Just so that I have more theme in there mm-hmm. to have more of yeah. like a cons- more consistency. Of what your deck is working, yeah, what more of a doing. consistency of how the deck feels. And so yeah. for me personally, I want the deck to feel different. Each and some some decks have more like Naeth mm-hmm. when we talked about that that had twenty pieces of removal in it. Sure, you know, and that was pretty high for what I generally do. And so, like what you were talking about before, when you're building decks, like you feel like it should have that ebb and flow of what is the theme and what's mm-hmm. going on with your deck. I think that is really important. Um, and I totally agree with you. Like if uh, when you were saying like infinite combo in theme totally makes sense yeah so adam i'm actually kind of curious your thought on this um so obviously people have issues with infinite combos you talked about trombley you know that was just like fuck this infinite combo i hate it um (laughs) i'm curious your thought on this because technically infinite combos they don't just happen out of nowhere there has to be some sort of setup that actually enables the combo and that usually Either they have to cast multiple spells on that turn, right. or it's you know been set up over the progress of the game, unlike a Crater Hoof or a Triumph that literally can just win you the game out of nowhere with very little setup. So why do you think people are okay with Triumph and Crater Hoof, or like an Endraise Forerunners, versus, oh, okay, that's fine, you win the game, but an infinite combo, people get kind of like butthurt about it. So, and that's that's interesting you brought that up because I was going to bring up the Aetherflux Reservoir is kind of an infinite combo. I have one of my decks does that, but it's not infinite. It's only limited to how many cards I have in my deck yep. to be able to kill somebody. Um, so I don't know. I guess the difference is, is with the infinite combo, it's just, it's unlimited. You know, it's, they're dead. There's nothing you can do. With Crater Hoof, there is a way that you can beat it you know it's maybe you have enough life or somebody can board wipe or you can remove something there are ways to interact with it normally if a infinite typically happens and we don't see it that often anymore because our play group doesn't do it so that's Mm -hmm. a thing that we don't see as often 
But when an infinite goes off, there's just nothing you can do, and it's just over. And I think that it's with Craterhoof, maybe it's you're seeing it happen, and everybody's like, oh, if he pulls Craterhoof or if this, yeah. we're all going to die. We need to stop this. Whereas an infinite just comes out of nowhere sometimes. Only the player that's doing it knows that I have my pieces, unless they're playing other people that know sure. that deck, and yeah. they're like, hey, if that person gets that one last piece, we're dead. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, where I kind of started with, it depends on your play group. If everybody knows everybody's playing infinite or you're playing with infinite here and there, you know when the pieces are coming together. Mm-hmm. You know what that deck does. And I guess that's the difference with the, the play group, how we do things is the, we typically don't play counter spells as much. It's not that saying it's illegal. Larry and I personally don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our play group does, you know, to fuck with us because they're, <laughs> you know, they're dickheads. <laughs> But then we don't do the tutors. We don't do the infinite combo stuff. But it's totally, if all that's in play, I can see it being totally fine. Because then if there's a counter spell in there, they can stop that combo instantly. But because I don't play with it, kind of screws me over. But, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't think they're bad. It's just, it's dependent on your play group. And with our play group, we Mm -hmm. have all decided to go the other route with it. And... Honestly, the thing that I like the most with our playgroup is that tutors are gone. You know, like tutors, not completely 100%, but it makes the game so random and what's going to happen. Whereas before, I remember my decks had at least seven to 10 tutors where it was like, this is what this deck is doing, and I'm going to get those cards kind of like a combo. You know, I would get it, get my pieces and all that. I think combos are fine if you have multiple pieces to make them go off. I don't like the two to three is the borderline. I think when you get to three plus, yeah. it's fine, you yeah. know, because there's a way to interrupt that and everybody has a removal. They should have removal should. and there's a way to interact with that. So I, they don't bother me as much as they used to because uh, I do play more removal kind of after Lowry, actually Lowry's kind of the one that's influenced me that way. Whereas more, I was oh. always building my decks and I'm like, this is how my deck is. I don't care about other people's shit. I'm doing my <laughs> shit. But now when you have <laughs> enough people playing removal, they should be able to interact yeah. with to stop the infinite combo. So I'm not as against them as I was. I still don't play them. There are some that accidentally find their way in a deck. Sure. Like my Niv Mizzet deck does that where I have two of them that I didn't even realize until it was happening. I was like, oh, you guys are dead. Because... <laughs> <laughs> It was with the drawing and doing damage. Sure. Every time you do damage, he draws, and then it was just an infinite loop. Um, but, yeah, so I get it. Yeah, that's a good point with Craterhoof Behemoth, back to what you were saying. And I just think people know that if it's a green deck, Craterhoof's coming, you know? Or if they're a blue deck and they have seven mana on tap. Right, Cyclonic Rift. That's a Cyclonic Rift, yeah. you know? <laughs> Unless it's Lowry, because then Lowry... <laughs> Doesn't play I figured that out. Bliss. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I have it in one deck. You did deck. recently, though. I have it in one deck. You yeah. Did, yeah, you just had it recently. So, um, and I think one thing that I do personally as well is I try and realize what cards are easy enablers of infinite combos. Mm-hmm. So, I gen- like Intruder Alarm is a big, like, sure. infinite Flag. creature that Flag. just Flag. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I almost don't even play with it, even though I'm like, oh, I would love to do it in... Like, one of my favorite cards is uh, Opposition, 
which is tap a creature, tap mm-hmm. uh, an opponent's creature, or land, or artifact. Love that card. For some reason, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> but Intruder Alarm makes the deck... Like, it makes it good and bad at the same time. But when it goes in the deck, and I'm like, ah, you know what? This actually just goes infinite with this random-ass card. I'll take out Intruder Alarm. Yeah. Just because... I know it's a red flag card. Um, people should know what red flag cards there are. Mm-hmm. I think that's also important. Like what we were talking when you guys were saying, play group matters. If they don't recognize red flag cards, that is more of creating like a feel bad moment. It's it's like a threat assessment and not understanding like this works with this. If it's that happens, game is over. And. But think about this, though. How are you ever supposed to learn how to pick up on those key indicators if you literally never see it? Because then you're going to go to some yeah. GP and just get pub stomped because someone yep. ran it and your playgroup doesn't run it and you were never exposed to it and you didn't go out there and research infinite combos. I, I, I'm always fine with an infinite combo when I get to learn a new one and now I can pick up on those mm-hmm. threat indicators in, in future games. Mm. The key there combo is don't go to GP. Yes, that's kidding. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Become insular and don't yeah, reach out. That's keep why your it, play group. That's, don't go anywhere else. It's definitely why it took a year and a half to get you on the show with us. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with other people's hard. Yeah, <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> I need an adult. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think... W- a lot of these things that we've already touched on. I'm trying to like look at my notes. Go over your notes. I, uh, one thing I did put in here is um, it also depends on your infinite combo. Uh, and it kind of goes back to combos. It's weird calling this infinite combo and then your combo. <laughs> He's Mr. Um, Mr. Combo <laughs> to you. Uh, but what you originally said, uh, your very first point is key with this, is you have combos that just don't go anywhere. And those are just... Ugh. Yeah, like the infinite life. It's like okay, you have infinite life. We're not giving up the game because you can still be killed by commander damage. Uh, infinite mana. If you get the infinite mana, but you don't have anything to do with it, like whatever. Yeah, but, yeah it doesn't uh, affect the game, right? Right. But you just know, and uh, so everybody focuses on that. So I don't. I don't I really have a problem. The worst with that. one of all is infinite remove everybody's board, but then you hey, don't have a way yes. to kill hey. somebody. Let's not. <laughs> that is, is by far that's the worst one. Of one of the first. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys can't do anything? Uh, well, I only have a 1-1, one, one, so I'm going to take about 80 turns to kill all of you sure. guys because you can't do anything. I, and I don't I lock this people out. I don't, I don't lock people out. So, okay. So the main reason why I wanted to do this segment, too, is because it's a pet peeve of mine of... To me, there is a big difference between combo and synergy. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I understand that there's the generalization that there's only three different <laughs> archetypes of decks. It's combo, control, ag, aggro. Mm-hmm. And and really deck building is much more nuanced than that. And I you know, anybody should know that, you know, there's tempo, uh, mid range, all that kind of stuff. And to me, synergies are are what I build off of, and I sure. very much don't like to call it combo. Yep. And so it's like this card works with this card, but I'm not 
just going to win the game off of it. And so I, I mm-hmm. do think there is a distinct difference between using the word synergy. Like I wouldn't sit down and say tribal decks, which are highly synergized generally, is a combo deck. No. You know? Um I wouldn't I and I wouldn't consider Creator of Behemoth a combo, even though it's a game finisher, but it you can technically call it a combo because it combos with other creatures on the board. Yeah, and it's but really they synergize many, together. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and really, all I'm asking uh, PSA wise is people start using synergy more. That's all I want. Yeah. That's really. It's all funny I want. that you said it that way, Larry, because that's up until on my notes. That's the last thing I wrote down was difference between combos of cards that work well together and infinite combos. Are, that that's when mm-hmm. infinite jumped in, and yep. I was like, actually, what we're just talking about here is infinite, not necessarily combos, because. What you're saying with the synergy, your decks should synergize, which is kind of a combo. It's they're yeah. working together yep. to do a thing. It's the infinite part where it gets a little hairy, you know, and it depends on how, if that's the only thing your deck does, then I don't know if that's, you know, yeah. if that's. I, a I just, good I remember thing. an old article from LSV on Channel Fireball back when I cared about that stuff. <laughs> um, and he was talking about archetypes and going, if we have just combo control and aggro as our archetypes to pick from what is a reanimator deck. Yeah. These two, you know, reanimating big creatures is like a, a, you know, a combo deck. That's how it's, but you're aggroing out the opponent with bigger creatures and gaining that advantage by mana. And, and then you start going, well, really there, there are nuances and really just, synergy of reanimating a big creature is it that's not combo to me right mm-hmm. um and so i think understanding that there is a difference is pretty important when you're sitting down and talking about deck power levels sure and so if you're like i'm running combos and and somebody's like no you're a reanimator deck you're not running combos yeah and then then the, the expectations are different i think Part of all, all I'm saying is part of the the wordage that you're using sets expectations. Oh, it's absolutely uh, on your verbiage that you use. Like we've been talking about uh, for probably six to eight months. You know, there's the big uh, you know people get kind of upset, and I'm one of them around like proxies, people that proxy cards that they do not own, will never own, and do anything like oh, that. Yeah, and so you know we frown upon that. <laughs> yeah, and so when I hear the word proxy, that's what I think of. Oh, you don't even own the card; you're just throwing it in the deck. Uh, versus play test cards, which um, you know is something that I do. You know, I I shouldn't have to buy. Even though I don't put Tundra in every single deck that's blue-white, I shouldn't have to buy a Tundra for a deck if I want to put one in there because I already own like three or four. So mm-hmm. I've started saying playtest instead because playtest doesn't get people as tilted as much as proxy does. And I think that's kind of Well, to fucking your point. A, I can't change everything with the proxies now and change it to playtest. <laughs> playtest of the week? You fucker. I can't do that. <laughs> but I think... But Laura, it makes sense. Point, yeah, to your point with the synergy and combo thing, if people just used... I don't want to say better terminology, but I guess more defining terminology, it mm. would put people less on tilt. Because I guarantee you, if people started saying, oh, my deck has a lot of synergy with the graveyard, or I have synergy with my slivers, versus, oh, I have combos, you would probably only hear about 
quote-unquote combos or infinite combos in probably the CEDH circles or the very tuned um, commander decks just because yeah. it's not yeah. that frequent unless you just happenstance find one. Like, I've had a couple decks where I get, like, six cards out, and I'm like, oh, I go infinite because I do this into this into this into this, and I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That happens all the and time. And those... And again, I, I agree with Big Tuck on his assessment of, like, if it's a Rube Goldberg machine, like, I don't... You worked hard at that. That's yeah. that's fine. <laughs> like, that's... It's, it's not... Like you've well, because any building... one of those pieces yeah. removed does not give you that. You know, mm-hmm. if you have yeah. so many pieces, they're they're very vulnerable to that that combo not happening. And I I would also say like having cards in there that just don't synergize with the rest of the deck, like then it's just kind of a dead card unless you're comboing with four, five, six cards, which is highly unlikely. And yep. I wouldn't suggest doing that either. So like, if they all work in the deck too. Again, going back to theme of your deck that that makes sense so i guess what the key is is the infinite combo and like you were saying synergize like there's a lot of synergies where it doesn't necessarily go infinite i don't yeah, know yeah well like um, a, a good example for you adam is academy ruins and mind slaver so mind slaver yeah. if you guys aren't yeah. familiar it's an artifact that you can pay for tap yeah. sack you know take control of target player and then take the, the ruins let you put the mind slaver back on top of the library it's not infinite because it's not like you win the game on the spot, but I would call that synergy because, oh, mm-hmm. I could, it goes to the graveyard and I can get it back and I could basically control this one player for the rest of the game. But it could also be looked at as infinite because, in theory, that player will never get another turn. So that, that's, they're that's probably going to stab you. <laughs> on the synergy versus combo, unlike Archangel of yeah. Thune and Spike Feeder, that literally is just an infinite. Your creatures get humongous and you gain infinite life combo. So that is, yeah. I would consider, an infinite combo. But Mindslaver Academy Ruins is like, well, is it is it infinite or is it synergy? I, it's kind of like Nexus of Fate. Which one do you really kind of put it in? Yeah. yeah. I think situational. You can, like, Mindslaver is... I would say an infinite combo when you are 1v1. Yes. If yes. you have four players out, then... And you have to choose that yeah. player. You know, you can't just pick on the one player. The whole, I mean, you can be a really big dick, but <laughs> yeah. you, you can pick on the one person and really lock them out of the game, but you still have the other players yeah. to deal with. So I think that's but, yeah. situational. Um, you know, Nexus of Fate is... If you're not winning the game, that's kind of a draw, right? Yeah. Like... Um, well, you draw them out, though. No, because they're not taking oh, no, turns. They you, never take their yeah, turn. You're always, yeah, you're always going. going. And so, yeah, if all mind. you're doing is just recasting if that, if you to can't make sure, finish it, yeah, then it's just it's just a draw. Ugh. So that like Ugh, that's that not fun horrible. either. <laughs> so I remember when I was playing Arena and I came across Nexus of, Nexus of Fate decks, and I just I just let it go. Like I I was like, fine, you're a fucker. I'm just gonna play you, you out. And I'll do rope. something else. And I'll, I did. No, I didn't do salt rope. I just made it so that they had to keep doing it until they got to the end. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this episode of whatever, fuckers. Wow. That's pretty funny. Not bitter at wow. all. Not bitter at all. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything else? I guess my keys is I, I had keys at the end of it just saying, really, it depends on your play group. Just talk it over yep. with your play group. If everybody's on the yep. same page, you're fine. It's. And then if you get into new play groups or new people you don't know, just make sure you talk about it ahead of time. If you're like, hey, do you guys play infinite combos? I guess is where I would go with yes. the thing that and sit down and point hairy. it out if you're in a new point like play group and just be like so they can understand yeah. it, see it coming. 
and don't create the feel bads. But but yeah. Lowry, to to that point though, it's not like every time you sit at a table you give away your entire strategy of your deck. And if right. your deck's trying yeah. to do that, do you really want to sit down and say, "Hey guys, by the way, I run Nexus of Fate Infinite Combo Loop in here." I don't know if I want to share that information because then all three players are just going to try to kill me as quick as possible. And it, I know you've been the arch enemy in your play group at times, <laughs> and it's not fun, even if you're not doing no. an infinite combo deck, to have three v one and have absolutely to absolutely what I go for. It's it is such a fun feeling when everybody hates you. It's <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think I think the last thing I would honestly say about the combo thing is I think us as a community need to stop getting pissy and saying two card infinite combos. Because I actually did some research. There actually isn't a two card infinite combo that just actually wins the game just with two cards. It always takes a third card to actually win the game. To get it. Like I talked about the Archangel of Thune spike feeder. I mean, yes, in theory, that could be a two card infinite combo if you had enough creatures, but I'm still saying you have to have other creatures. You still have to have other stuff. And so... You know, like I know Tuck gets really pissed at me because in my Aloro deck, I run the uh, two black enchantment, Sanguine and uh, yeah. uh, oh, Other yeah. Bond, <laughs> gets... uh, just, you know, to yeah. infinitely drain everyone out. But it's like, but I still, even though Aloro is a lazy asshole and sits in the command zone and never comes out and plays, uh, <laughs> that, that still takes three cards to get there. And it's like an 11 mana investment, 12 mana investment. Yeah. I have a big thing to where, hey, if you're going to pay 10 mana, eight or uh, 11, 12, 13 mana, have at it, man. That's your win. I'm, I'm not going to get upset about that. That's a yeah. massive <clears throat> investment of resources. And there isn't really any combos out there that you could just get with three mana or four mana. So, yeah. One thing I, I did read, um, I, I just kind of was like, how, how do other people feel about combos? I just wanted to kind of get a vibe of it. One of the things that people get kind of more salty with is if your commander is part of that combo. Mm, yeah. Because then it's always that piece is always there. Sure. So then that's where the two maybe gets in more is because then you really just need those other two pieces because your commander is just boom, you just bring it out sure. of the command zone. That was the only other thing that I had read about it was that, but uh, yeah, and I didn't I, do I any research. That, that That's frustrating. <laughs> I don't say that is frustrating. Um, like Brago, he's an... You know, you just got to get a couple pieces out and boom, you got infinite combo right there with your blink shenanigans or Brea. She's a, yeah. a great example or Urza is a great example. Yeah. But these are also cards that I'm talking about that are played in the very, very tuned or CEDH circles. So once again, if your play group isn't in that, I don't think you need to get upset at someone for running the, the bond enchantment combo in their Loro deck because, I mean, it's they're they're an esper it's not like they're ramping out super quick um and yeah. and you'll see it coming from a mile away so you should be able to interact and that's where i, I really try to promote people to play cross and grip more sudden spoiling more because you could stop a lot of infinite combos with split second right yeah yeah i totally agree with like um crows and grip because aether flux reservoirs yep. played a shit ton and you need you need that against reservoir pretty much yep. Um, so highly suggest that card. Well, just more removal, more, and that's more. It's something that I've been working on. Like I just said, more spot removal mm -hmm. instead of. I typically do the mass removal, but I've been playing a little bit more because of Lowry. You're wearing off on me, Lowry, but a little more <laughs> spot removal because that just say if everybody's playing a little bit more, it only took you have the 36 years to influence <laughs> you. <laughs> this one thing, Larry. I'll give you this one thing. I appreciate that. I'll 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 chew on my bone. <laughs> All right. So I think, unless you guys have anything else, that nope. probably wraps up 
that. I'm good. That was a pretty good. That was a good conversation. I like it. <laughs> he likes it. All right, let me get to what am I doing here? Which one? Long or short? Long or short? Short. We're super you, long already. Oh, Not super yeah. long. It's, I was about to say, I feel like this is like one of the shorter one episodes. Usually you guys were like, what, hour and a half, two hours? <laughs> We've gotten pretty good at, at keeping Wait, it shorter. We try to get it. We've been trying. To, well, it didn't help last week. was like, an hour 40, I'm sure. Why did that one go so long? Um, because you talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> was that last week with all the interruptions? Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. last week with all the interruptions. I had two cats that came to your favorite Cats came in. Seriously, they don't respect anything. And They're then, just like, fuck you. This is my podcast. <laughs> if this this helps you, this is going to help your case here, though. <laughs> so today, because <laughs> uh, they're new little, they're, they're Christmas kittens. So uh, they don't really know the litter box. They know the litter box. They just have been jumping in our plants lately. And today, <laughs> one took a shit in our plants. It was pretty awesome i came in the kitchen well actually my son had the cat in his arms he's like oh he was in the plants because his paw was all black from the the dirt and i was like that fucker and i got up and i walked i didn't swear in front of my son but in my head i walk over and i'm like oh it smells like shit and then there's dirt and then just piles of poop all along the planter in the plant it was just amazing the thing is combo is that cats are like kids you complain about them a lot, but for some reason you love them. So oh, they're cute. Yeah, right. Like uh, dog sure. guy through and through. Well, we have two dogs and two cats, so this is the first time having I'm a, two. I'm cats a one doggo family. Do you got a dog? Doggo combo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, his name's Newt Scamander. Named named him after uh, obviously Harry Potter character. Oh. Uh, nice. yeah, nice. and he's, he's, uh, he's ridiculous, man. Uh, ever since me and my fiance got together a couple years ago, uh, she, cause he's a bigger dog and, um, she's obsessed with putting him in like clothes. And I was like, he's going to hate it. That's so stupid. You're and, one of those people. Oh, no. I'm just Let kidding. me tell you, he is obsessed now. If you're like, hey, Newt, you want to put on your sweater? His like ears perk up. He starts wagging his tail. You put the sweater on and he starts like <laughs> prouncing around the house. Uh, whenever we buy him like new sweaters or shirts, he, he gets like uber excited for it. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That is so. Amazing. Let me guess. Every uh, season, like every like holiday, he gets dressed up. So you have St. Patrick's Day suit, Christmas <laughs> suit, Halloween. Uh, he does share in the uh, matching Christmas PJs that we do as a family. Uh, we nice. always get him that. Very and nice. then, uh, really, I'd probably say spring and summer he doesn't wear too much. We do have a raincoat for him, which is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but the winter, he has lots of sweaters and lots of plaid flannel T-shirts, and yeah, he's such have a spoiled, s- ridiculous dog. Have you seen the costume of Baby Yoda on dogs? Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> so, or, or whatever, Yoda. But, yeah, the ears, and then it's just the front as the legs, and you're just like, yeah. oh, that looks good. That yeah. looks good. What about boots? What about boots? Do they, does he wear so, boots? So, funny thing about boots? that. So, I actually proposed to my fiance. We actually uh, went out to uh, Breckenridge, and we did, like, this seven- or eight-mile hike up a mountain. I did it at the top of the mountain uh, at this, like, pond or lake thing up there. Uh, and, you know, had a bunch of friends come with us. And I was worried about, like, his feet, you know, just because he's not – like, he plays outside. We could probably do a better job of taking him to the dog park. Um, but uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get him some booties. I don't know if he's going to do them or not or, uh, you know, actually let me put them on him. Put so him I on. put him on, and it was just so funny. He did the weird walk for about two seconds. And after <laughs> that, he was just absolutely normal and loved his boots, uh, just like his damn sweaters. 
<laughs> and uh, it was funny because the whole way up the mountain and down, he got more compliments on his boots than my fiance did on her uh, engagement ring. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> Was she was she walking uh, around with her hand out though? Like, oh yeah, she was trying to tell everyone that <laughs> yeah. she could that she's <laughs> yeah. she was engaged. Stop looking know? at my dog's oh, boots. Oh, congrats on getting finger. engaged, but those yeah. boots, those are boots amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because you know for the first few months that we were engaged, it was just everyone you know look at my ring, I'm engaged. Blah, blah. She was just basking in it. Fast forward to 2021, and the last week she's forgotten to wear an engagement ring to work like five times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess we're single now, huh? The shine, yeah. is, the shine is off. <laughs> All right, let's get to this uh, one spec stuff. So we got uh, one spec. Uh, we are doing Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, Larry and I kind of text about this a little bit. This was a tough set it was to very find. Tough. Yeah, it was like this is the first set where we came, and I think we got spoiled from last week. We had War of the, War of the Spark. Spark, which just had Gas. endless amounts yeah. of specs you could pick up there. Uh, so this one had to dig a little deeper with it. Uh, I, I think to I start I'll out, go... just say like, just if you want to spec on Ravnica Allegiance, probably just spec on War of the Spark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably just go over to that next set. That, that's all well, I would say. I, I guess you could jump on the the Shocklands, but I mean, how much more are they going to go yeah. up? You know, at the one point they were twenty before they got this reprint. There are currently what eight nine bucks right now, so those are probably a sell. If you don't have Shocklands, you need to get Shocklands. Like, yeah, I wouldn't the easy necessarily spec on it. Like, it's spec a on them, but reprint yeah. threat, right? Consistently. Every four or five years, yep. maybe we'll yep. hit those yep. again. So, uh, so I guess I'll start off really quick with um, one that I actually liked when the set came out because speaking of what we were talking about with Crater Hoof Behemoth, but it's Enray's Forerunners. Mm -hmm. Uh, this was a poor man's crater hoof behemoth, but it, it, it has a unique effect with it because it allows your creatures to have the vigilance and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a game winner, but it gives, it comes in play. It's three green five for a boar, seven, seven vigilance, trample haste. When it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control gain two plus two trample and vigilance. So the nice thing is, is like with crater hoof, when it all out attacks, you all out attack with your creatures. Somebody has some trickery and they don't die, you're all open for everybody to come at you mm -hmm. and kill you. At least with N-Rays, if you have enough creatures and they're getting the bump, they have the vigilance so they you still have blockers with it. Surprising, this card is in 9,500 EDH rec decks. That actually surprised me because I thought it would be below 5,000. It's actually quite a bit more than I Yeah, that's, that's a bit more than I thought too. And while doing, and I had picked this before I actually did the numbers with it, but the inventory is super low. Like they don't have, a, it's a total of near mint copies on TCG, 13 from the normal pack foils right. yeah, for yeah, foils. Yeah. Yes. For foils. Do not, do not, do not buy the normal, the non foils <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but the foils right now are between 250 and three. Uh, but like I said, the normal pack foils are at 13. There's only 13 listings of near mint copies and 18 pre-release copies. So you have a total of 31 that Ooh, is listings. even out on TCG. Wow. Uh, so this actually might go up sooner than I was thinking because I was thinking this is more a 
couple years down the road type of spec. I mean, that's how a lot of these are with Ravnica Allegiance. Um, but yeah, I just, it seems solid. I picked them up a while back, so it's it's going, I was almost going to pick them up again, and then I realized, oh, I already have 20 of these, so I don't <laughs> need to pick up any more of them. Uh, but I will say that when I picked them up before, it was a buck 50, and now they're up, they're double from when I picked them up. So, hey, I doubled up my money already. Woo! Woo! But yeah, I, I could see this hitting 510 possibly if it doesn't catch a reprint. And really, I don't know where you see a reprint besides Commander set. So that's why and foil, foil yeah. again, yeah, it, foil is probably where you want to stick with this one. Nope. I mean, that's a good one because, um, you know, people are always looking for more budget crater hoofs. It's just, I mean, it's sad to say. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's one that I think I've I've put in one deck, but I don't know what it is because I actually don't even run Crater Hoof in every deck. Like I, I run the uh, playtest card Adam that you sent me, and then I have one legit copy, and that's it. Um, but I don't mm -hmm. put end rays in other decks where I probably should. So yeah, that probably is one that I I would imagine the foils are probably going to get up to. I, I don't know if ten, maybe five. Yeah, I, I can well, see five. I, yeah. Five might be sooner rather than later. That's the just because of the, the lack of inventory mm -hmm. in there. That's the part where I was like, "Whoa!" I did not. Ex I didn't expect the decks it was in, and the lack of inventory on TCG. So I, I don't know. Well, yeah, five for sure. Ten, I could. If it doesn't get reprinted, this could easily in a few years be over ten. And that's. I, I think that's the best way to put it. Like, it's the poor man's crater hoof. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. because. I've also like we we really liked the card when it came out, and I picked up a bunch. I probably have like twelve non foil copies because I just was able to pick them up for whatever. Sure. Um, and I just haven't fitted into any decks right yeah. now, and so well, the thing is too though, Larry, is that fits in your play style. You know, you don't like to play the crater hoofs as much, just like Combo was saying with that. What if you don't play crater hoof? then you're probably not going to play this yeah. card because this is more, I would think, for the people that like playing the creator hoofs and want more consistency, yep. and that's why you get the... I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. What's the other one um, that has you go search that's really fucking expensive now that you tap 10 and you can go search for a creature, which you go Finale search for a creator hoof. Or if it's, yeah. It, that card's going ridiculous because people like crater hoof effects yep. and if you have more consistency in your deck is the only reason why i'm thinking yeah. that this is in so many more decks than i was anticipating because people like big bad big creatures. dumb creatures <laughs> yeah so but yeah uh all right so lao what is your pick um i'm gonna go with simic ascendancy uh this is colorless green blue enchantment and essentially the reason why i'm picking it is because uh, it's a you win the card game or you win the game card. Mm -hmm. And what a combo! What it's the not. Hell? Even, <laughs> I'm not even sure it's a combo. It's 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 like a Helix Pinnacle. Like it's out. It needs because whenever you put a one one counter on a creature, you get to put one or two onto this enchantment, and you need twenty on there, and then you win the game. Yep. But you yep. can also pay green blue colorless to put a one one counter on a creature you control. So it kind of like feeds into itself a little bit. Um, the pre-release foil is at two fifty. Launch party uh, foil is a buck ninety. I think both are fine pickups, 
And again, with it being like an you win the card game, yeah. um, I, I think that's what ends up like you're you're getting a lot of plus one plus one counter synergies. Definitely yeah. a green blue card, so it's not like off color or anything. Um, and so I just and it's nice the uh, that it's every one one counter. It's not just if one or yep. more goes on yeah, there, put a one that would make it unplayable it's for every yeah one yeah, one counter. <laughs> Well, if you tweaked it to saying ten, but still, I think this is better to yeah. go this way and have yeah. it twenty. So well, I could, I, yeah, I just I like it. go ahead. Uh, I could easily see it going up in price because this is what uh, our, our we have a good friend, Ultra Budget Brews, over at EDH Rec. Uh, he would call mm-hmm. this casual catnip. Any type of card that says you win the game is casual yeah. catnip for commander players because we're always yep. looking for, oh, for sure. one of those because we just think it's like the most fun, exciting thing because you kind of see it build up and build up and build up and you're like, oh, is it going to happen? And then someone posts and grips <laughs> it and you cry. Yep. <laughs> Fully agree with but, that. Plus, it's a it's a win con. I mean, it's a built-in win con in your deck where you – if everything is going to shit and you can't kill somebody, this is a way that you can win the yeah. game. Somebody has infinite life, you can just win the game by having this card in the deck. Yeah, and, uh, and, I have done that before with decks where I have a card that says I win the game just so I had that option there. Yeah, yeah I like There's this. There's like Darksteel Reactor. That's kind of yep. what I was thinking for it. And like that just builds up every upkeep and if you have 10 counters on it you win the game and it's yep. indestructible and i'm just like that takes forever but that's like a six dollar card right now non-foil mm-hmm. um and i'm just like at least comparable so this is a at least probably a triple up you know gets into the six dollar range foils always do whatever i can't predict that shit and so <laughs> I, you just say it and then it doesn't and then, matter. And then it goes yeah, into, well, you know, it's only the people that are listening to this way in the past. And they're like, you were way wrong so with wrong. that. <laughs> We've had that recently where people are like, I'm listening to your old stuff and you were off. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's my thinking behind it. So um, I would probably pick up a few if you don't have them is what I would say. Three to five probably and you got a different art for the launch party yeah one, yeah don't you yeah the the problem is is uh, i don't know how widely spread that launch party one is and so sometimes that can hurt the uh, ability to go up and for some reason the um the pre-release one is all over the place that sucker will be at two and then it jumps up to seven and currently it's at seven. Oh really i just I, there's a lack of inventory of okay, that one that's... as well it's 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 going all over the place there so that means there's movement it's selling there just probably isn't that much so maybe if you can get the pre-release ones that might be one to shoot for if yeah. you can get it for Pre-release, two but right now currently as we've talked no recently, yeah, recently of, yeah it was that seems to be the thing to be looking before. for there's a yeah. clear difference between pre-release foils normal foils and launch parties so and pringles yeah. well and pr- yeah oh, jesus man. commander legends i can't believe Holy how bad fuck. commander legends is i get them i got my <laughs> mail mail day stuff today and it was all of them were just curved like Holy in the envelope curved fuck. yeah i went to bad. but you know what is nice is the etched foils are yes, fantastic I do gorgeous those suckers stay flat. They do not cur- curve. I, I went to a store oh. and bought single foils, and I, I have them in a sleeve under boxes. Going, what the hell? They were there for the last week. Pulled them out. They just like <laughs> flung out of the sleeve, and I was like, 
whole, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix these. <laughs> so yeah, that's why uh, commander legends might be more full art and not the foil. Yeah. I would just, might be the thing to go for there. Just uh, uh, all right, combo. What is your one spec? Yeah, so uh, I don't know how much uh, everyone should put into my spec because the uh, last and only card I've ever spec was Bolus's Citadel. Bought a bunch of the uh, special uh, release ones, and that card did not go up like I thought it would. But we're on it's for round there. two. No, it's 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 going. You have uh, you once? Did you get rid of it? Uh, no, I still have four. Five, something like that. I believe because of Command Zone, that sucker went up. Well, it depends. Are you talking about foils or not? Well, I'm talking about that special uh, launch party yeah. in store promo. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that jumped up to 15 what? at one really? point. Really? It's not yeah. 15 now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not now, but because Command Zone featured yeah. it, it jumped up to 15. And. I swear, uh, those guys I, basically I still, just fix the market. You're going to get there with that one. Yeah, no. The thing, the key with the part of specking is to watch their videos right when they come out because you're going to see freaking <laughs> things go up because of that. You should be proud yeah. about Alter the Brood. You've risen up the promo price of it. It's like 15 bucks now. I'm telling you, baby. <laughs> the, the, the Brood promo. Should go in every deck. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't choose that for this segment, even though it's not the yeah, same. Just, just, just pick it. The right set. Even pick. Uh, so <laughs> what, are you, what are you going with? So I'm talking about Rampage of the Clans. So this is three okay. colorless green instant. It's a rare. Uh, destroy all artifacts and enchantments for each permanent destroyed. This way its controller creates a 3-3 green centaur creature token. So the reason I picked it is right now foils on TCG player. If we look at Near Mint... There's only 66 listings of it, um, and the pricing actually is extremely all over the place. Low end, you can get it for 20 cents, but if you scroll down enough on the listings, it goes up to a dollar, dollar fifty. So I don't even know if the market knows exactly where the card's supposed to be priced. I would say the average is between 50 and 80 cents. And here's kind of the reason why I think this is one that will go up over time. Um, it's only right now played at 1% of EDH rec green decks, um, which tells me that it's just people don't really know about it yet. And if you look at instant speed artifact enchantment wipes, there's really not that many in green. Uh, the only other option is actually a card called Fracturing Gus. And that guy is two colorless... Uh, Silencia, 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 destroy all artifacts and enchantments, gain two life for each permanent this way, but its foil copy is 650. So this mm -hmm. is adding in white, so you can't even run it in a, uh, you know, Golgari deck, for example. B, it's more pip intense versus just a single green, um, and it even costs one more mana. So I, th I think this is one that will go up because, I don't know about your guys' play group, but I am seeing more and more enchantments come out um, in people's decks. I think mm -hmm. Watsy's doing a good job of printing interesting and good enchantments. And of course, there's the OGs like Omniscience. Um, and so I think ways to deal with everyone's enchantments or artifacts 
is something that's going to have to almost be, kind of become a meta thing. How five years ago it was more stompy decks, so you needed fogs to kind of prevent that. Stompy doesn't exist too much anymore. Now it's more intricate, maybe life loss, dealing with counters, going tall. Um, and I see enchantments kind of on the rise, and you're going to need ways to instant speed get rid of it. And who cares if you gave him a 3-3 green centaur? Because you're probably doing this because you're about to lose the game, or they're about to get a very uh, powerful board state. Mm -hmm. I, <clears throat> the instant part I really like about this card. Um, the <laughs> you're asking about our meta. Lowry is the enchantment removal. He will. <laughs> we play enchantments, and Lowry removes them. Good for him. He's this, kind of yeah. that way. <laughs> the well, <laughs> my philosophy is I I try and choose cards that can hit everything. So I'm I'm a big fan of Chaos Warp, Vindicate, mm, sure. Anguished on Making, um, and so. This this card, I I kind of agreed with you on it, like a, when it came out maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. and and again this is a card that I just haven't used yeah. or liked, and because when I'm like oh how about I was like I could I could totally use this it's it's really nice if I'm not running a ton of enchantments and artifacts like I'm really loose on it then I'm like. Oh, I'm giving everybody a bunch of three threes, and they're going to be able to overrun me at that point because it's not just the one. It's, it's who killed my yeah. shit? Oh, it was Lowry. Dead. Um, yeah. If it's even, like everybody gets three, two to four centaurs, whatever. Like you have to have a, a decent board presence again, or else again. And this might just be me because that's what Here happens. You. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And so, like, I, I do like the analysis of, like, you use it when you're about to die. So, mm -hmm. like, if an aura or equipment deck is going off on you and you're just like, okay, get rid of all the equipment on Volshock, yep. uh, you know, just, I don't even know if that was the right name, whatever. Um, and so, like, that that can make sense. Um, I do, like, again, another thing is, like, I was like, oh, could I... You can't like double the amount of centaurs that you get because that's destroyed. You know, parallel lives gets destroyed. Yep. Um, the the angel maker token gets destroyed, and it's like there isn't a lot of synergy that you can like play into it. Um, and so I was just like, so you're just kind of ending up with like three three centaurs. And generally, when I'm playing artifacts or enchantments, I need them. Yeah. Right. Mm. So that was that was probably the biggest thing for me was just like it's a it's a feel bad like getting rid of my ramp. But it's in green, so maybe it doesn't matter. So it's a really hard card. Maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. It's a hard card to analyze currently. Sure. Um and, and again it, twenty to fifty cents is relatively nothing. Like the buy in foil nothing. is pretty easy. So I, yeah. I think that's the something that I'm comfortable with. I think the thing that makes this card actually playable is the, the instant part mm -hmm. of it because being able to deal with somebody that's about to go off and get the game winning threat, you can do that or you can just wait until it's about to be your turn and do the whole destroy everybody's yep. stuff. That way no one's able to attack. You're able to rebuild or not rebuild, but put your stuff up or whatever. But I get what you're saying too, Larry. It kind of sucks that it doesn't say destroy all artifacts and enchantments that your opponents control 
But then that would, I think that would be you way as well. too good at that point. It would probably be a six mana, well, seven yeah, then, mana card. Then it wouldn't be a 50 cent. <laughs> yeah. Green, green yeah. can't get a Cyclonic Rift for artifacts and enchantments. That's so I, That <laughs> also gives centaurs. I think, though, Lowry, to kind of ease your conscience on, uh, am I going to get overrun? Am I giving everyone three to five centaurs that are going to hit me? If you're not, oh, you're either is. using it to save your bacon, which, you know, of, of, that's like... T- top end sure you might you know get the repercussions back but you're about to die anyway so why does that really matter but i think the floor yeah. for it this is a great politics card because it's like hey guys maybe it's not even a game winner oh oh bolus citadel that's real bad um hey guys i have a way to deal with it it's just we're gonna lose our artifacts enchantments are you guys okay with that and a lot of times people will be like oh please get that aetherflux reservoir out of here get the bolus of citadel out i won't even swing at you lowry for three turns with the centaurs you know that's really nice to make that deal so you know that that could be a kind of negotiating tool that maybe you're not even using it to quote unquote save your bacon you're just kind of using it to buy in favor with the other players and in their minds they're like oh lowry's helping us out because he's getting rid of this yeah i'm getting set back but that's okay Okay, but honestly, for you, you're you're actually advancing the game state way ahead in your favor because now, like you said, all of your opponents are going to lose all their ramp. They're going to lose all of their enchantments too. Ghostly prisons, propagandas, just stuff is just going to die. That's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know, if you don't have a bunch of stuff that's going to be fodder on your board, it might actually work out. Yeah, and as you're kind of talking about that too, I, I was thinking like maybe it's just again my play style that it doesn't mm-hmm. work with. And going back to what Adam was saying with Forerunners was maybe this is a solid card. Just go like end of turn, uh, clans, or rampaging of the clans, and then you get a bunch of centaurs, and then yeah. Forerunners or Crater Hoof Behemoth, and just create a ton of creatures out of that too. So that could be an interesting take on it, just being able to like get an army in a can too. Like if a bunch of people are attacking you or a bunch of creatures are attacking you, you're able to create a bunch of blockers that way as well. Sure. Potentially if you have enough. I would also say what one thing that uh combo mentioned there is we don't do the politics as yeah. much. We have been doing it more. And so our group just doesn't do that as much, but this is an excellent, excellent card for doing the politics part. Cause you could, you're like, hey guys, I can like you mentioned, save the table, but you're gonna lose shit. Just promise you're not gonna attack me with those for a couple of turns. And I think that's probably part of it, yeah. Larry, is that we just we don't typically no, do work. the politics. It's the like politics it's is just bad. Haven't you watched the news? Yeah. Nobody knows how to do politics. <laughs> Larry, we're not getting into politics. <laughs> do I have to cut this, no, Larry? Do we're I have done. to cut all this? We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, I think it's a solid card. I think um Definitely, you're staying away from the non-foils because yeah. I can yeah. see this being reprinted easily. In did, yeah. did it get a set. promo you know, pack reprint? The one with the, the I got a pre-release and then a yeah. regular okay. foil. Yeah, pre-release for sure. If you're doing that, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Focus on that because pre-release seems to be the thing. Did you check and see what the? And I just want. I almost want to look at it. What the pre-release numbers were on that um, it, I actually did have it pulled up I can look so, at it really you know, quick the inter- here's the interesting thing about pre-release and you guys are more on the spec side than me but I've actually seen that magic players I mean I 
don't mind pre-release, but a lot of people actually try to stay away from pre-release. Like the purists, you know, if they that, do a foil, they don't want the yeah. stamp on there. So I would almost think that the foil would go if it did go up in price, it would it would go up beyond the pre-release because sometimes people have that negative connotation with it. So I would agree with you a few years I'd ago. I'd say a year ago, yeah, six months to a year ago. But it the trend has been going the oh, other okay. way recently, and we had been talking about it. I think we just mentioned it a couple yeah. of weeks ago on yep. a, uh, the cast about, and we mentioned it too with foils and stuff. The fact that it has that stamp is also another like way to people to not make fake yeah. ones. You know, like that's part of the partially why like foils as well is you don't see as many fake foils yeah. out there as the the and then this card I. Would, if somebody's making fake cards of these really cheap ones and they're wasting their money, but uh, the stamp, it just seems like that's another precaution to it. It adds another thing to it. And so it used to be that the pre-release stuff was much cheaper than the yep. regular foils, but I've been seeing the numbers switch on that where now you're seeing these pre-releases and that also might be because there isn't as many out there. Uh, I don't know if that's because there's not as many given out at the LGSs or what the deal is, but those tend to go first yeah. for spiking uh, more than the past. There there's, a, um, there's 102 near near mint uh, foils on TCG Player. So there's there's a quite a bit uh, quite a big stock and they're around fifty cents, yeah. which is about the same price as the other one. Yeah, so you could go either way route with that one, and that 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 also could be a preference thing, like you said, some people do prefer not having that stamp on there and that's just your thing but uh what we've been seeing lately is i just think that the stamp is a nice thing to get but there is a lot less inventory 68 show up for just the pack i've been going through pretty much my whole collection i'm about half done on pricing anything that's worth anything right now and i would say in the general thought is Pre-release promo foils are about twenty-five percent more than just a normal pack foil. That was, and some of them are more than double. Like there's a, a mythic from Battle for Zendikar. It's it's this plant that's two-two gets a one-one counter landfall, and then if it's dealt damage, it removes mm-hmm. uh, a one-one. That pre-release foil, I'm pretty sure, was going for twenty bucks. Wow. Yeah, and you're talking you're talking CK is Card Kingdom. No, the this one was off doing, of. I've noticed uh, that. No, no, oh. no. I'm just saying when you've been going through your set stuff, oh. the pre-release stuff has been higher, and yeah. I have been seeing yep. that too. When On I've been going, we've been we've well. been doing a lot yeah. of buy list <laughs> stuff recently, and the uh, pre-release stamp stuff. I did notice that as well. Larry. It's a good point. That, so, that like in that one, there. not all of them are that crazy because normally I think the the normal foils are like five bucks. So normally it's like five. For a normal seven to eight ish, sure. for the uh, promo, uh, the pre pre release pre release. So that's that's just what I've been noticing lately, and so it could just be a fad trend, whatever. Mm. But that's just something that I'm noticing, and I do I do think part of it is just not being able to be as easily uh, copied and sold, gotcha. whatever that counterfeit. Yeah. There we go. So. Sweet. Well, uh, combo. You need. I uh, thank you for joining the yeah, show. Thank by you the so way. much. But we need. We need your tags again. Where Where can people find you? 
where they you guys do two casts a week, don't you? You guys do two different kinds of casts. Yeah, each week. yeah. So uh, you can go to our website, cmdtower.com. Uh, we usually have most of our content on there. Um, you can also search us on Twitter, YouTube, just CMD Tower, and we'll come up. Um, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, that's just at Mr. Combat Number Five, all spelled out except for the five. Uh, and yeah, content-wise, on Tuesdays, we usually do MTG Action 4 News. Uh, we have uh, three segments within it. Uh, the first one is 40 Life in a Dash. We talk about recent EDH games or you know just magic games in general that we've played. Uh, what's the plane chase? We usually pick a, a random topic uh, to discuss. And then we have the Weatherlight Report, where uh, Squee McGee actually tries to find a uh, commander on EDH Rec that has less than, I think we set the number at like 400 decks. Um, and then he tries to pick a few cards <laughs> nice. to actually make it interesting. Um, and then on mm -hmm. Fridays, we have Brews and Builds come out, which is, you know, what Lowry's been on a couple times. Uh, we just basically mm -hmm. correlate EDH deck building into how beer is brewed. Um, initially, we were on like a path to 32 to talk about one of every single color. Uh, since we've done that, we're now on themes. So in January, we're doing like a CEDH month. I believe February is like the commander is everything month, like a Kalia the Vast type deck. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we have like Squeeze Pack Cracks that come out on YouTube. We have uh, Dear Squeeze articles that get released. So, you know, we, we try to put out about three to five different pieces of content a week. Uh, just to try to keep stuff fresh. Can you guys? Can you guys do stuff for us? <laughs> <laughs> I just want something on Twitter once a day. That's tough. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm terrible at Twitter. Uh, Ultra budget brews. Um, you know, like like I said, he's a good friend, and uh, we'll we'll talk on Facebook, and then I'll like load up Twitter one day, and he does like his daily MTG card, yeah. And it's like, holy crap, man! You actually like put an effort on this every day. Uh, I, I enjoy his stuff. In, like, yeah, five hours a week. I enjoy his stuff. <laughs> he has good takes. Thanks again, buddy, for coming. We'll have you guys on, or have you and the rest of your crew maybe on at some point. We'll do. This worked out nice. Besides our beginning <laughs> stuff, we kind of had a little hiccup at the very beginning, but we're all good now. I think our in intro, besides us saying 152. We That's all right. Nobody, nobody even cares. <laughs> uh, you, you guys remember how you said uh, this is a pretty short cast? We are almost at the two-hour mark. So, <laughs> Yay! We did Not good. that short. We did good. <laughs> all right. Well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. <laughs> he took your uh, life. Bye. Nice. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs>